I'd like to read with you from the book of Job in the Old Testament, chapter 19. Job chapter 19, we're going to read from verse 23. But just a, a wee bit of a background, you're familiar with the book of Job. Uh, Job is going through a terrific time of suffering. He has these three friends who have traveled from the east, and they originally have come to comfort him, but unfortunately, they really were not very helpful men because they kept basically telling Job that the reason that he's suffering is because there's some sin in his life. And so he's having to battle with that most through most of the book. And the section that we're going to read, he's responding to one of the three comforters. His name is Bildad. Now, if you read in chapter 18, which we won't take time, Bildad has some really, really harsh things to say to Job. So Job is reacting now in chapter 19. In the first part of the chapter, the first part of the the, uh, chapter, he's kind of getting back at them. But then all of a sudden, there's this huge burst of hope and praise. And that's what I wanted to read to you uh, from verse 23. Familiar passage. And uh, we'll come back to it, but don't read it in light of New Testament revelation. And I'll come back to that in just a few minutes. So we're going to read from verse, um, well, let's let's go back to verse 21, just at the end of uh, his uh, comments to Bildad. And he says, pity me, pity me, O you, my friends, for the hand of God has struck me. Why do you persecute me as God does? And are not satisfied with my flesh. And here is the passage. Oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. That with an iron stylus and lead they were engraved in the rock forever. As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives. And at the last he will take his stand on the earth. Even after my skin is destroyed. Yet from my flesh I shall see God. When I myself shall be, whom I myself shall behold, and whom my eyes will see, and not another, my heart faints within me. And then he concludes by going back to, to his friends by saying, If you say, how shall we persecute him? And what pretext for a case against him can we find? Now he gives them a warning. Then be afraid of the sword for yourselves. For wrath brings the punishment of the sword so that you may know there is judgment. Now, we're going to come back to the earlier verses, but I just wanted to read that as as a way of conclusion. One of the writers that I've enjoyed very much over the years is an English writer by the name of Herbert Lockyer. He wrote a lot of books, all the apostles, all the women of the Bible, all the promises of the Bible. He had a massive understanding of the scriptures. But he wrote one little book that I have in my library that I enjoy very much, it's in called Dark Weave, uh, Dark Threads a Weaver Needs. And it's a book on suffering. And I've been thinking a great deal about suffering. I think it was kind of catapulted because of all that's happening over in Ukraine at the moment and all the suffering that these dear people have been going through. But I, I was just reminding myself that, you know, from the time of the fall of man to the present, suffering has been very much a part of the human race. So I sat down the other day and I started thinking about suffering. And to me, suffering is kind of like an iceberg. It, you just see the tip of it. And most of the suffering is underneath. And, you know, there are some people who are very silent in their suffering. 
And if we tried to, if we tried to pull together all the suffering in the universe, we would never be able to, we would never be able to calculate the amount of suffering that people are going through. For example, uh, in Ukraine today, uh, suffering because of a ruthless dictator in Russia. Think of all the suffering these dear people are going through, both Christian and non-Christian. Uh, people suffer because of social evils in the world. Abortions, uh, euthanasia, all of those sorts of things. Some people are born into poverty. They suffer because of poverty. Some are born into poverty. They live in poverty. They die in poverty. That was not a choice that they made, but they were born into this kind of world. Some suffer because of natural disasters, tornadoes, cyclones, all the floods, all those sorts of things. Some people suffer because of religion. If you live in the Middle East, in a Muslim country, uh, you're going to suffer if you're an outspoken believer in Jesus Christ. If you profess to, to turn away from Islam, from the Prophet Muhammad, and believe in Jesus Christ, then you could be subject to death. In fact, I was in... Uh, uh, Beirut a good number of years ago they were telling me about two brothers that had recently converted to Christ and of course the whole family turned against them so they had a big party and two of the, the men went out on a balcony area and the family actually threw them off and killed them both because of their conversion to Jesus Christ some people suffer because